Read a minute. Meh. All the best. You're good to go. Okay. Well, welcome and thank you for having me again, Sheila, on the Cosmic Conversations uh, on the Conscience Awakening Network. My name is Tressa Michener. I'm an international best-selling author, um, an empowerment coach. And today we have an exciting guest, and I'm so happy to introduce her. Her name is Mrs. Trinetti Brown, and she is the author of the Align Action Planner. Uh, Trinetti, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Yes. Hi, everybody. It is so good to be here with you. Um, you will find my name written in many different ways, in many different places. You may have seen in the email uh, my name, my author pen name, Trinetti Octavia Truth. Um, and me and Teresa met and we've like spent a lot of time talking about the Aligned Action Planner, which is a book that I created that is available for self or anyone who wants to work with that. It's a book that helps creative souls, artists, holistic entrepreneurs, people like that, like really harness their creative process and de devotion and see their dreams into fruition. It has like a lot of wisdom at the front of the book and then three months of planner pages. So um, uh, that's something that we can maybe drop in the chat if that's something that you guys want to connect with, but that's not exactly why we're here today. <laughs> um, today we're here to talk about one of the deepest somatic healing modalities that I've carried for since probably around like 2015 is when I started to first receive inner realm work and then um, practicing on myself and sharing with other people. And um, with everything the way that it is in the world right now, healing through our bodies, understanding the connection between our bodies and um, disease, our bodies and intergenerational healing, subconscious thought patterns, all of that is exactly what is important and potent for healing, especially healing in Western civilization, United States of America, our communities, our country is built on a plethora of different um, trauma pain bodies. And so um, this is work that I do with clients to help bring people into deeper resonance, into deeper harmony inside of themselves to reprocess and let go of things that are not serving and um, yeah, be a living, healed lineage member. Like one of the best things, like we talk about uh, intergenerational healing and we talk about intergenerational wealth. And one of the best things you can pass down to your lineage is a healed experience is mm -hmm. freedom from the pain body that the lineage has carried um all the way up into that point and it is black futures month and so what a what a better time than now to talk about this sort of thing so i don't know it's just, should i give more bio information or just like get into it i don't know sometimes i'm like i don't know if i should <laughs> It's totally fine. Uh, I want you to explain um, a little bit more about the um, this subconscious thought patterns. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, you have your subconscious mind working even when you're asleep. So mm -hmm. can, you, can you talk a little bit about that and also about, um, you know, just the thoughts that don't serve us as well? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, for sure. So our brain has several different sections to it. So we get really, especially in Western society, like 
most of us talk, most of us breathe from up here in our chest and we like kind of hold our breath. And so everything, we're not even getting oxygen into the root of our body and we're up here and we're anxious and moving fast. And the language is very monotone and then, and then, and then, and then, and we are up here in the prefrontal cortex all the time. We're always analyzing and thinking and trying to control our reality and um, thinking and making decisions from a disintegrated space because we're not feeling into our bodies. So one of the biggest things is, is like understanding that that's one part of the brain. And then there's like what we call the amygdala or Amy, I will call it Amy for short, which is like the like lower part of the brain here connects through the limbic mind, through the eye gates down and into. So that's what you could think of as your subconscious or your primal mind is where all of the element of survival lives inside of you. And it's a really beautiful part of the brain and a protective part of the brain. And it loves you and it will make sure if it can do anything to ensure your survival, it will do that, including block memories, including uh, change the hormonal chemicals in your nervous system to activate different types of responses to scenarios. So in one regard, it's really, really good. However, anything that gets dumped down into that part of the brain, so trauma, anything that you can't handle and right. file as a normal memory, there's no time no language, like that kind of prefrontal energy doesn't exist in that part of the brain. So it's basically like a realm where everything is always happening. So anything that's been dumped into that part of the brain is perceived as danger. And whatever response was utilized to get you through that mo first moment that you made contact with that energy is put on autopilot and so there's these elements of you that are just pattern sequences that are just on autopilot. And some of it is from lived experience, trauma that's happened in your life and your childhood. And some of it is intergenerational. Your body holds at least seven generations of active memory, active patterns. This is just how nature works. We as humans forget sometimes that we're animals and all species work like this. This is how the birds remember the migration patterns and know where to go to for mating and um, know where to go to feed or know that this tree is safe and this tree is uh, not safe. We think that we pass that information on just through our prefrontal, through language and, and all of that, but really our DNA is what passes information on. Okay. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, it definitely answers the question. So <laughs> what about these, the, the you know, when, um, I, when I would say like the thoughts that, you know, because we have a lot of thoughts all mm -hmm. the time and thoughts are constantly going through our head. And I know that like negative thoughts don't really serve us in a good way. So when mm -hmm. you're talking about the thoughts that serve that, you know, that don't serve us, what is your, um, what is your action on healing those thoughts? Yeah. So that's where the inner realm work system comes in. It's a, like a modality and way of approaching healing these thought patterns that I've been developing since 2015. I've used a lot for my own personal healing. And basically um, I made a little PowerPoint if you want. Yeah, I yeah, yeah please, please go ahead. Breeze us through that to deepen the conversation. I also just want to invite everyone who's here to just make your presence known in the chat. 
just say hello and put like your location. I like to hold interactive spaces. Um, I can't see all of you, but I would just like to feel your presence and know that you're here. And if you have questions as I'm explaining things or just, you know, bring them through, we will definitely have this be an open conversation that everyone can be a part of, at least in that way. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to share my screen. Okay. So this is, um, so this first sentence, the keys to your healing live in your body. Um, let me see if I can move this bar. This is really important because like I was talking about before, we're, we're very prefrontal. Like you go and you see a therapist, right? And you talk and you talk and you talk and then nothing happens. And you sometimes you can even feel like, Oh, dang, I opened up a can of worms that I thought was closed. And by talking and presencing it, now it's back open and alive. Um, Teresa, you brought up the voices, like the negative voices. A lot of times those voices are actually the inner critic or the outer critic. So trauma responses. And we'll go into that a little bit more. But through our bodies, so our, our mind, our prefrontal cortex has its own ideas about why we carry certain pains or what they're about or who did it victim, victor, uh, protagonist, antagonist, the whole narrative, whatever. That's not always true. That's not mm -hmm. always what the source of that pain body is coming from. And so in inner realm work, in the somatic listening, we go deeper. Let's see if it goes to the next slide. Um, did I set the right? Next slide. Okay, so yeah, it's it's a mixed modality practice. I use a combination of introspection, verbal ventilation, with somatic movement analysis and integrating sound and frequency therapies to create a transformative process. In this time that we have together, I'm actually gonna towards the end guide everyone through an exercise so you can have the feel it former. Because like just talking about it is one thing, but to feel what it feels like to really tap into your body in this way is really cool. Um, so this type of work is like, you're able to cultivate a more intimate prayer language connection with God from within yourself to decrease stress and anxiety, remove chronic tension and pain, cultivate natural immune system, mental clarity, authentic expression, increase your capacity for a full emo emotional spectrum with grace. You're able to process and clear trauma patterns from this lifetime or stuff you've inherited, how to regulate your nervous system, strengthen your ability to hear the wisdom stored in your body and gain deeper access to your soul and increase your embodiment. And um, so I wanna go through the four key elements of inner realm work that allow for this type of transformation to be possible. Those are our outcomes, but how do we get there? Mm -hmm. And so the, the way that we do this work is um, through a system of portal access, then going into the realm itself, processing through that pathway, and then coming to the revelation, the internal revelation. So you can think of your body as a map. And every single part of your body, has anybody ever had a uh, place in your body where there's pain consistently shows up in that place? Have you ever had that experience? I feel like that's a pretty common experience. Yeah, there's a message that lives inside of that place. That signal, that pain signal or sensation point is a portal. And when we, we go through this meditative process to enter into the body through that somatic experience, we can find a world inside of that, a memory inside of that, a message inside of that, 
that gives us clues of things that we could do or change in our being or come to terms with in our being to resolve that pain point, literally pain point. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where like the realm exists. And then the processing pathway is like when, as the information comes up, be it a like fragmented inner child piece or something that happened to an ancestor two, three generations back, when that comes up, there's tools that I bring into the session that we can utilize to reprocess that based on what is coming up to bring it into integration, to take it out of that part of your mind, to get that autopilot to stop running so that you can live and like feel yourself from a more expansive space. And that's the revelation is like that integration of truth that you're able to come to from that place. And uh, Trinity, I got a question. So like when you're talking about, you know, um, you know, the living back in your mind and in different generations, is it, is it the same thing as like what we hear like about generational curses and stuff like that when we talk about going back in generations and, and healing mm -hmm. it trauma and healing mm -hmm. it? Okay. Yeah, it's essentially it's it's the same thing. I even, you know, and this is my own, oh, hello, Denver, Colorado. That's, that's I'm in the area. I'm in yeah. Boulder. That's where I'm at. What's up? <laughs> yeah, so like, some of the things, yeah, they can land as curses. It's a strong word. I don't always use that type of language, but it is true. It can land like that because if you, um, for instance, are working on healing something or you're doing all of this stuff, like you're doing all of the practices, you're being good in your spiritual relationship, you're eating healthy, you're going to the gym or doing yoga or doing your meditation, whatever it is. And then there's still this situation or circumstance that continues to resurface, maybe through different characters and different narratives or this challenge or barrier inside your experience that you can't break through, that maybe is a, um, a pattern that's chasing you. Maybe it's something that happened to your mother or your mother's mother. And then now you're finding it's happening to you. A lot of these things, they come from trauma. These this, even things that seem physical, the doctor tries to tell you high blood pressure is genetic, uh, heart disease is genetic no trauma is genetic mm -hmm. and like those stressors and environmental allowances the things that you think you're worthy of experiencing the things that you expect to come your way that the beliefs that are entrained in your in your literal data that are obsolete or were built off of a false pretense or something that happened in the past will haunt you, will create blockages and barriers in this moment in time. Um, so yeah, when people talk about that intergenerational curses, that's definitely in this space. I just call it trauma. Yeah. When people talk about um, past lives, I used to believe more in past lives than I do now. I thought I, I believed in them until I did a DNA test. <laughs> And I realized every single vision that I had, there was genetic data in me from those lineages. And as I started to do this work more and more, regardless of whether past lives are real or not, it's very important for us to focus on where we're at right now in this life. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this life is all that we have right now. That's so it right. doesn't really matter if there was other incarnations of your soul or not. You're here right now. However, it is 
negligent to not acknowledge the memory of other experiences in your system because those experiences are informing how you're approaching this life right now. So if you're someone who's carrying a lot of memory of um, being persecuted for your gifts, that's going to hold you back right now. That book right. that you want to write, um, anytime ask questions and we'll see them and we'll address them. Um, that that book you want to write, maybe you won't put, push play on that because of that fear that's coming from a memory inside of you of persecution. Or maybe you're afraid to share your voice because of a memory that's like holding you back. So it, it really, it doesn't matter so much like if you, how you look at and name, if it's, you call it a curse, you call it trauma, you call it past, whatever you call it, it doesn't matter. That's a memory and a story that's operating in your system that's affecting your ability to be effective right now. Okay. So I, I see someone may want to ask a question. So yeah, go ahead and ask questions. We'll read them from the chat. Yeah, we'd love to get those questions. Okay, well, we'll okay. Just getting hooked up. All good. Well, we can keep going. And then when those questions get there, we will um, get into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'd love to, um, you know, just spend some time experiencing and letting questions also come from that space. Because I think, like, this work is just better felt than... Um, <laughs> than like thought about you know like it's a very like a sensory based type of practice um so so it's a lot it's like a form of meditation right mm -hmm. so basically like you know what we're gonna do here is gonna be like a group field experience which is really different than my one-on-one -on -one sessions and the one-on-one -on -one sessions like I have this ability to like I'm very very sensitive very sensitive I can feel people I can be in that vision space. Once we get into the realms, I can like co-journey and help guide very personal questions to get you to the deepest point and extrapolate that nugget of wisdom or revelation with you. Obviously, I can't guide you guys through that type of intimate process here. So we're going to do some um, just somatic point introspection work. So you can like journal about what comes up if you are feeling called to go deeper i'll drop a link you can book sessions um, with me it's very much donation based sliding scale to make it accessible for anybody from any walk of life because i really do feel this type of healing will change the world and it it has to have access it can't be something that has like really high gates of financial barrier for people that are having an experience. Cause that's something that like, I know I personally had to overcome was this experience. Um, and it's something I'm still, it comes back up because of the lineage that I'm carrying and, and their experiences of having uh, resources extracted from them and right. being like used as resource there's a code of like, you know, financial dissonance that has to be overcome in lineages like that. And um, I was gifted to be given the opportunity to learn this work from within. But had I not been given the opportunity to do that, who knows if I would have gotten able to have access to it. So I like to make it as accessible as possible mm -hmm. um, for anyone who does want to go deeper in that way. That's totally available. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, how about we do a little exercise and then we can like talk more from there. I feel like the conversation will get deeper from after some experiencing. Sound good? Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Sweet. So there's the link if anybody wants it. Um, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to breathe deeper than you have all day. So rub your hands together wherever you are and just like cultivate some energy, remembering your heart through your hands. There's meridian lines that run down your heart channel all the way out, come out the middle fingertip. So we're going to get our hearts activated through our hands first. And then put that to your belly, the base of your belly, like kind of like cradling it. And now you're going to play a game breathing. The game is you win the game if your shoulders don't move while you're breathing. That's <laughs> how you win. So you're going to inhale and fill up your belly and the basin of your spine with oxygen. And your shoulders aren't going to move. You're going to let your chest be relaxed while your belly expands. And then on the exhale, you're going to feel all of your body and you're going to allow energy to release through every single skin pore. Imagine the, like a organ in the church and you press the keys and the vowel opens. Imagine every single skin pore all over your whole entire body has vowels. And when you exhale, it releases and allows energy to come out in every direction. We're just going to breathe like this for a second, really feeling ourselves, feeling what it's like to root in your body. And I want to just name this as a brave space. I've had clients in the past where even just breathing this deeply has brought up stuff, has been challenging because of their history. And so if it feels challenging to breathe in this way, just give yourself love and grace and do the best that you can. If emotions come up as you breathe in this way, allow them to flow. They've been sitting there waiting for an opportunity to be felt. Um, whatever you have to feel through to be in your body, just allow that. We're just going to sit here and breathe for a couple of minutes. I'll bring us back. Now that you've been breathing in this way for a moment, you should feel a deeper access to yourself or your body. You should feel aware of your body in a different way than you did before. And we're gonna just keep going with this breath and this awareness. And this exercise is just um, portal inquisition work where like, I can't speak with you through this or know exactly what's going on. So we're just gonna be curious and see what's alive in our bodies today and what messages or feelings want to be present. So as you breathe deeply, you can close your eyes or if you can track and keep your eyes open, 
you can do that too. You want to start scanning through your body from the top of your head all the way down to your toes. And as you scan your body, you're going to ask your body, what wisdom does it have for you today? What messages does it have for you today? And you're going to listen for a place, physical location in your body that feels more active, alive than the rest of your body. Perhaps it's there's a pain that won't relax. Perhaps it just feels warmer or more energized, electric than the rest of your body. Or maybe something in your consciousness and inner voice is just saying, here, this knee, the back of my heart, whatever it's saying, then you're going to go into that space. When you identify that space, let yourself visualize over that part of your body, wherever it is, let yourself visualize a portal. And I'm just going to give you guys a minute to um, drop into that, to find that space. And I'll just add the next direction intuitively as I feel the time has gone by enough. So as you find that portal, really take take notice of what it looks like, what it feels like, if there's any colors, textures alive in that place in your body. And then allow yourself to have permission to go into it, like literally walking through a door. And depending on how you sense what you feel, see, hear in that space is going to be different. But just listen. See what's there. What's alive in that part of your body? Is there an aspect of you there? Is there a message? I'm just going to give you guys a few minutes to feel into that space with no judgment just observation and curiosity. And then I'll bring us back into the room. I'm just taking notice of whatever was able to come up and come through. This is just a little dip into the field. Bring whatever that was for you back into the space. And if you have any questions or things that you experience that you want to have presence, you can put them in the chat. Um, Teresa, I would love to hear what your experience was like if you were able to do the exercise. I actually was looking at everybody else, but I I, I meditate because, you know, I'll I tell you about how I put meditation music on um, mm -hmm. because I know in, in the scriptures, um, it, the, the Bible basically tells us to meditate day and night, you know, mm -hmm. so I meditate a lot um, with silence and, and I'm learning more about my breathing, you know, mm -hmm. to, 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 to have the deep, deeper breaths 
and to, you know, just see what my spirit is basically speaking to me, my inner man is speaking to me to, to understand more of the awareness of myself and learn myself even more, you know, with, you know, cause we all have a power within. So I'm learning more about the power that I have within by meditating and sitting with, with myself and just, you know, breathing in and out and seeing, you know, what is that message? What is, you know, I said, what is God trying to tell me? What is he teaching me right now in this moment? And, and making sure that I'm in a, always in a state of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, like, that's, that's so super, super beautiful. And like, I definitely meditate from that space and it's, there's a, there is a difference though, from meditating from that space versus like the memory of the, yeah. the body and the cell. So anyone who did actually go like a uh, journey a little bit and go into the process, if you could share what that was like for you, if you did participate, share in the chat or I don't know, I don't know if they're able to unmute, but sharing in the chat would be cool. And if anybody has any comments yeah, or questions, go ahead and, and let us know or, or put it in the chat. Anything? A quiet group. I'm a very interactive like uh, facilitator. So I'm like, where y'all at? Mm -hmm. Did, didn't we have, it was like four elements you was going to teach us about though, on a PowerPoint. Yeah. 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 So I can go more into that. Um, and I'm probably a good way to go into it. I think it'd be better to share. <laughs> Did you see what Barbara, what was it Barbara Marie said? I was able to go within my big belly is the issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will, I would love to, like, if I was able to go in with you, like in a session, I would love to go into that deeper. I cannot get a color there, but I need yellow. There's a release of all that no longer. Yes, to release all that. So that's a message, it sounds like, that came through. Cannot get a color there. Yes, see, um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So I want to talk actually about like synesthesias and like sensing. So we all have different sensory gifts. Some people are very visual and see colors and shapes and whole like scenes and characters and archetypes come up. Um, they can actually see different versions of their inner child. Some people are more feeling based. So it's more of like sensing into the feeling of what's there, the felt sense, and then describing, trying to extrapolate a description from that or just being with the feeling. Um, and then there's auditory people who are able to hear messages and sometimes you have a mixture depending on like um depending on how you are and what you what you experience but yeah it can teach you different things so i think i want to teach you guys about the four key elements of this why and while i do it i'm going to tell you a story about how the um the inner realm work came to be I tend to get, we have another thing. I tend to get auditory messages, feelings of direct verbal messages from angels and guides. Beautiful. So back when, I think it was like 2014, 15, I've been doing somatic inner listening for a long time. Um, at that point, I studied it in college, but I had never accessed any memory 
in myself before. And I was living in LA and I was meditating on the sun porch. And I used to have this huge matrix of pain underneath my right shoulder. It it started when my grandmother passed. My grandmother passed when I was 20. She was the head matriarch of the family. She was like my, what I perceived as like safety and even as a father figure, she was like that strength and protection for our family. So when she passed, um, it really hit the whole family hard and it hit me especially hard because she raised me. And the moment that that happened, this strange orb of matrix of pain appeared beneath my right scapula. I thought it was an injury from dance or something. I um, went to the chiropractor. I went to the massage therapist. I went to every single physical therapy thing you could think of to try to heal it. And they would do some work on it. I would either feel no shift or it would shift for a moment and come right back. And that stayed in my body for years. Then this flash forward, I'm sitting on the sun porch in my Santa Monica house, meditating. I am feeling really triggered because I just went live for the first time on social media. And like I did a, I like challenged myself. I was like, I'm going to go live and play my crystal singing bowl and sing and like be witnessed in this way, which brought up a lot of fear for me. I've been performing my whole life, but something about being on a live stream in front of a camera where I couldn't make eye contact with the people that were witnessing me brought a lot of vulnerability up. And so I, after I finished that live stream, my legs were shaking and numb and like, like I felt pain and contraction there. I was meditating, trying to come down. My inner awareness brought me to that point in my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I started to feel into it. I imagined a portal over it. And I opened the door and I went inside of that space. And the whole time, this was like a channeled moment because somehow at the same time as I'm guiding myself through this journey, I have like the foresight to write down every single step of how I'm getting myself into each of these spaces. And like somehow I'm able to like track it while I'm experiencing it. Like God was guiding me in this way. When I got in, what I found was a very uncomfortable repressed memory about a being from my childhood that had touched me in ways they shouldn't have. And this memory was not something that I carried in the forefront of my consciousness, not something that I was aware of, not something that my mother was aware of, no one was aware of that this moment had occurred in my childhood. Um, But the timing of when this moment occurred oddly matched up with the timing in my childhood where I started having panic attacks for no reason. Mm-hmm. Every day from that point forward, I had panic attacks and it was out of nowhere, but it wasn't. There was a repressed memory. My like the trauma occurred and my brain loved me enough to throw that stuff downstairs in into my amygdala. And it was a repressed memory. But the feeling of uh, not being safe was active in my body. So when I tried to do something that was didn't feel safe to me. That was an edge of being vulnerable and being witnessed. I was also very new at singing at the time. It was an edge. It brought up all of that fear again to the front of my consciousness. And when I was able to look into this portal in my back, I was able to find that there and that that was a part of this tension, this fear of being witnessed that I was carrying 
or of like that I would be attacked in some way. It was living in that. And so I was able to really begin the process of reprocessing and working through that. That was a very intense thing to work through, like knowing that somebody in your childhood touched you in a way that they shouldn't have and like that you've been carrying something in your body. So I was able mm-hmm. to like go through the whole somatic process of releasing that from my body and that it allowed me to gain more access to my voice, more access to my truth, more access to vulnerability, ability to be in spaces like this because I was able to process through that. I So with that story, what we have, we have the portal is the access gate. So I explained to you guys like where that pain matrix lived in my body and then how I went in to the memory that was stored in that body. Now, once I uncovered that, that's when you're in the process pathway of like what is actually needed now to help heal this. For some people, it's going to be to like to verbally ventilate, to scream, to uh, sing, to shake, to like cry, like whatever you need to do to to talk to an aspect of yourself. I'll give you another story, Um, a client um, case study of like parts integration work that can come through in this space. Or sometimes you just need to like know that something occurred and then just integrate that you're safe and that it's not no longer occurring. Um, And that's the process pathway. And the revelation is like the changed self that you get to, to live in the new, the new version of yourself that you get to live in now that you've reprocessed and worked through that thing that was just running on autopilot in your system. Does that kind of explain the, explain clearly like the flow? Yeah, you totally did it. I was looking, I was trying to get back in the chat. I was looking to see what we got. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. We don't have many new questions yet. I've been watching it too. Okay. Yeah, I had somehow I had got off of it. I don't know how. But um but yeah, I totally understand. I think um I think what you're saying is, you know, like basically how, you know, you're creating these these are memories stored, in other words. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm just adding. Go ahead. Yeah. And with the with the memory stored, you know, is is different access points that you're you're picking up um just by this meditative space um to figure out where these traumas, like you said, is coming from. Mm-hmm. And it's coming through some of these memories that we ha- may not have dealt with mm-hmm. and allowing ourselves to go within our body and within ourselves, our inner self, and and find these patterns that we have, you know, suppressed mm-hmm. to bring them about so that we can create a better path for ourselves because like until we experience we go back and it's well for myself, I could say until I went back and experienced some of these patterns and some of this stuff that had went on in these memories and revisited them and walked back through the doors. And when I say walk back through the doors, my doors dealt with forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, myself uh, for some mm-hmm. things that I may have done forgiving others for some, you know, like you said, you was touched inappropriate. I had the same situation. So that, um, forgiving that person it was a lot of doors that I needed to not only forgive myself but I needed to forgive others and within this meditation and within you know this space of uncovering yourself yourself and uncovering this self-awareness it helps you to deal with issues that's hindering you and holding you in a bondage because it's, it's your own bondage 
And so until you deal with these spaces within yourself, you know, you can't go further and you can't grow. Like some, some people always want to blame someone else for everything that goes on in their life. And they don't want to take the responsibility of the things that they may have done or the choices they may have made, you know, and sometimes when you get in these spaces, you, it helps you to uncover, no, this was me. I made these choices. I made, uh, uh, or did this or whatever. And, or it may have been that suppressed memory that, you know, resurfaces to let you know that, okay, yes, I need to forgive myself for that as well as forgive the next person. But it's just until you visit these spaces within yourself and mm -hmm. deal with yourself, it's mm -hmm. like you're stuck in a realm that you can't get out of. Exactly. And once you, yeah. And so once you actually deal with yourself, that's when you're able to prosper and uh, get into a space of abundance, um, a space where people are in, um, you know, people starting to give to you and share with you, but it's until, yeah. So until you deal with these spaces, it's like, you know, why is it not happening to me? Why I can't get this? Cause you haven't dealt with these spaces. You haven't dealt with yourself, you know? So I just feel like until I really uh, dealt with me, nothing changed. But when I start, stopped pointing the finger and started dealing with Tressa, that's when things changed in my life. We have some good stuff going on in the chat I want to bring forward. I'm going to start with uh, Sonia. Uh, she says, she asks, uh, why did the pain occur when my grandmother died? So I'm from inner city Chicago. I was born in 1990. I grew up in Inglewood um, in a time period. I mean, like I come from a, a space in this country where Fathers are stripped from families and it's a very matriarchal kind of culture, especially when I was growing up. And my I was the baby of the baby. My mother was the ninth child and I was her baby and my father wasn't present. And so my grandmother stepped up and was that father figure. She was that she was the matriarch and the patriarch. She held down everything. So my sense of safety and security was deeply connected to her being on this planet, her presence, her reality. She was the one that I called when I, when things were too tough. So when she, um, when she no longer was here, then that activated the, the safety wounds that were inside of me. These wounds were already there but they were not active because I still had that sense of security that was connected to my grandmother being here in this plane. And so that change, and this is, I, I want to, I'm glad that you wrote that because you can, I want you to reflect on that in your own process, because sometimes we're, we're taught to look at everything as like symptom based Every, and like Western medicine treats symptoms but treating symptoms does not get you cures. And usually pain in the body is coming from, it starts in the emotional body. It gets more physical through stress and inflammation, and then it becomes something physical and it's a signal. So that's why I brought up that part because there was a sequence of events that had to happen in order for that pain point to turn on so that I could start to work with it and work through it. And there was something that I needed to work through. Um, then what else do we have? Uh, would these memories be like Akashic records or memories from past lives? So Akashic records, yes. Akashic meaning the morphogenetic field of life and memory of life 
um, in this realm, yes, by way of our DNA and somatic experience. So these are memories that are, I used to call it Akashic Record readings. I stopped doing that because the deeper that I went into the work, I found that it's high, it's much more effective to look at your experience as your experience. Like what Teresa was saying, like this like deep ownership of like <laughs> what you're carrying and like what what you may have done or how you may have contributed. What I found was when people were looking at these memories that were coming up or coming in with that idea of past life in their head, that would sometimes even distort what came through um, or allow them to keep it as separate from themselves. And the deeper that I got into this work, the more that it became very, very apparent that these are internal whispers of your own genetic experience, your own genetic expression. And these stories or memories, because depending on where it's coming from, it it's just here, it's coming up because it needs to be witnessed. And it, it comes up more easily when you're with a person, someone holding space for you to witness and help you encourage it coming up, especially when it's really deep stuff. Because a lot of times the things that ail us are things that happened and nobody was there to process it through. Trauma happens when you're alone, when there's nobody there to help you really like work through what is coming up. So um, I'll give you another example. This was day before yesterday, I had a client and we were doing the inner realm work, we went into her knee gates and inside her knee gates, when she went through the portal, she was in a dark forest and it was super, super scary. And it was like all of her fears, everything that she was afraid of lived in this forest. And so I asked her when she explains to me, I was like, is there any being here? Is there any presence here? And she was like, I kind of feel this, like, a, like my inner child is in here somewhere. I can feel her. And so I asked her to like ask that element of herself to come forward. And she did. And the, the little girl came forward. The little girl was like five or six. I always ask to ask how old, if, if an aspect of self comes up, I always ask the client to ask, how old is this part of you? Because there's important stuff in there. Like how the important moment around my grandmother passing was crucial to the pain point. That was the first thing that got worked with, with this work. So she was like five or six. I was like, okay, you know, can you think back to that time in your life? What was happening there? And she could remember, you know, being silenced and different stuff that was happening where she was shut down for singing and all of these different things that created limiters on her experience moving forward of her. It made her unable to advocate for herself, silenced her and allowed like her inner child to, um, be existing in this nightmarish realm where she couldn't express herself and she couldn't be playful and she couldn't do all these things. And so that was our access gate. And then now that we knew that that was what was going on, we used sound and toning and expression to repaint that world, to paint that world differently. And she worked with her inner child to change the way that world looked. And then she was able to embrace that aspect and bring it back into integration and do the parts integration work and bring that back. And then we went into other points and helped continue to heal um, what was really a throat chakra wound, uh, an inability to express, to, to feel like she could use her voice. Um, and that's, you know, that's a completely different pathway and tools that was needed to process through that pathway versus like the first example 
that I gave you guys. Um, let me see. We got some more stuff in the, the chat. I'm glad that was helpful. Um, Larissa says, as a child, I remember a lot of panic attacks. I was running to my mom to feel her support and comfort. I didn't understand the reasons behind my feelings. Yeah, so like that's such a beautiful thing to be aware of. And like that's something that even a session could start from. Like sometimes people come into the space and they have a memory or something that they're maybe still working with. They want to understand more about. And we can feel into the body from that space and see what wants to come up and come through from that space. It's like, it's really incredible how much God has protected us and given us everything we need to survive. These bodies have so much wisdom that we don't give ourselves the chance to hear. Like, and so if you take anything away from this, this conversation, it's just to be a better listener, to be more curious about your body I'm more curious about why pain is existing. What are the elements in your environment, in your experience, in your ability to express yourself that are creating that um, that blockage? Or you know, because I feel like this work has allowed me to be an epigenetic gene hacker from a very deeply emotional, somatic, integrative way, like to turn off disease genes that have would have already expressed themselves at this age and have expressed themselves through other people in my family at this age and they're, they're like oh it's just genetic it's just genetic it's like no it's like this stuff is like in the memory the choices we make the foods that we eat come from the choices that we make come sometimes from the emotions that we're feeling and all of that so yeah the message is to listen and and trust trust what comes through even if it's uncomfortable a lot of times it is uncomfortable any other questions or things that people want to share? I, I have a starting question, yes. which I'm sure will continue. Um, I've, I'm, I'm at about the maximum body trauma or pain body or whatever it's called that you could possibly imagine. I've, I'm 58 and I've had it since about age seven. And mm. um, naturally I'm spending my whole life doing therapy. Um, and in 2010, I had a major accident where I got H1N1 in the hospital and nearly died. But that aside, that's just bonus. Um, a lot, all of this came from religious background, very strict in school, and it just went from family to everywhere else. Every 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 other environment picked up on what the family had uh, started. Mm -hmm. um, but one one starting point question I have for you is that. And I, I shouldn't at, at at this age and where I'm at now in my life, I shouldn't be doing any 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 major work for myself like cleaning or laundry or anything like that. But I do it all. And mm -hmm. uh, and what I wanted to say was, and while I have trouble with the meditation and you know <clears throat> exploring and entering the body and like that, I I have at least half failure with that, if not more. Um, whenever there's a nice day outside, as there was today, five degrees, uh, although it felt a, a lot better than that, five, five still sounds cold, but it's kind of like a free ride for me. Not, well, free ride sounds extreme, but it's a lot easier for me to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so hence I'm doing cleaning in my apartment and doing laundry and stuff, but I don't know 
I've observed this for years, and I don't know why this is. What it, is there something in the environment that uh, is a frequency range or something I'm connecting with, or what comes to mind? Where do you live? Toronto, Ontario. And you said it's Canada. five degrees today? It is. It is was. It is it humid? Uh, I don't know. Uh, pro it didn't feel excessively humid today, no. Yeah. So sometimes, like, the crisp, like, if it's a weather thing that's creating that, like, most pain, chronic pain comes from inflammation. So my um, intuitive slash kind of scientific um inclination around that is that there's probably something to do with the weather and the humidity levels and how that varies affecting inflammation levels in your body. Um, that's a super deep question. And I would want more time with you to ask you a lot more questions before saying anything like super, super specific um, to understand like all the different environment elements. That well, are it, feels, it feels like a pressure has just gone off me on a day like today. And um, with what you said about humidity, um, that's another uh, element which uh, you probably know that many people in their spinal fluid, they're affected by the barometer. And, and I'm one of them big time. Uh, but um, I think that's a different issue perhaps from what I'm talking about now. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not sure that I fully understand the question. Uh, yeah. What, what I'm talking about is just when it's a nice day, it's like, I engage in it. I I am right there with that day. Mm. It's, it's an official mental thing. I'm I'm sure of this. Mm -hmm. It's not just it's not just getting in a good mood or something. Yeah. No, it's beyond about, that. You guys know about um inner like the critic the aura of the inner critic like trauma. No, aura. I, no, I don't know what you're talking about there. Okay, so. Weather is a reflection, right? And so when it's a nice day, sometimes that brings back nice memories. It brings us into the present moment. It brings us into the part of our aura that is present, which is usually doing pretty good. What sometimes happens, and for some people, it's a chronic thing, happens all the time. Some people just live in it. The pain body, the trauma response aura, like from the moments in your life where the trauma made impact, that left a morphogenetic field in your aura. And um, it'll come back up. Like some people who have really, really bad complex PTSD will wake up um, in a trauma response. They'll wake up like feeling like they just, a train ran over them in their sleep or like they just have sadness right away in the morning. Or like you might be like doing your thing, have an amazing day, like woo. And then all of a sudden it feels like the dark clouds just come in and it starts to affect your system, how it affects your system. So wow. that could be something that's playing with it. I do want to move on. There's some other questions. Mm -hmm. It seems like what you have um, going on is like really intricate and I would love like separate more time to talk with you. About yeah, I would too. Yeah, Thanks. so I dropped the link earlier. I'll drop it again to for connecting. Um, Barbara talks, asks, is our inflammation foods, our inflammation issues caused by foods? It's sometimes, sometimes it's caused by food but the number one cause of inflammation is stress. The number one cause of inflammation is stress. That is super critical <laughs> to realize because you can like have the cleanest diet and like be eating all the right things, super attuned in that way. But if you're stressing, 
about the, your diet, even if you're like so anal about eating healthy, you can create inflammation and disease in your system just from that alone. Or if you are doing everything else in that realm, right, but you have like a really stressful career, you have a really stressful relationship dynamic happening, that can be enough to create inflammatory and autoimmune diseases in your system. Or even um, there's, um, I saw this podcast, it was really, really brilliant. This um, therapist, trauma-informed therapist, she has been doing all these studies proving how people who have high ACE scores, so that means like a very deep history of trauma in their childhood, are more likely to manifest um, chronic illness in their adult life and like die of different things such as heart disease and different things like that. And there's like a direct connection between those experiences and your health and like the things that manifest in you, regardless of like the choices that you're making in your diet and day-to-day life. So yeah, that's why I'm so passionate about this work because I'm someone who's been on, since my grandmother passed, I've been on like the health, food, health, everything kick my whole life since then. But what I found was that things were still trying to manifest within me because of the pain that I've been through and that my lineage has been through. And that's why I kind of like ended up going more deeply into this type of work of like, how do we heal the emotional body so that there's like a holistic approach to our wellness. That's not just like about what you're eating, but that was a really great question. So the answer is yes. And (laughs) Um, any other Oh, thank you for the degree check. Five degrees Celsius is 41 Fahrenheit. That is huge information because five degrees Fahrenheit is cold. That's yeah. real. Cold. <laughs> that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, but nice I was like, Dean, you're beast. But yeah. no, no, I've been in Celsius for years and I meant five Celsius. Okay, that's cool to know. Right, Jason's got his hand raised. I know we have a couple. We'll have this be the last question. This has been great. I'm so glad you guys opened up and started engaging. All Get right. Yeah, you're good. Okay, no, I just quickly wanted to share. Uh, I, I Sorry, I was a bit late, but uh, I've been on this healing journey a long time. And uh, without taking up too much time, I'm mid-40s. Uh, my mom was ill with lupus. She ended mm-hmm. up passing away in 2012. She, long story short, she was like six feet tall. She shrunk to like five foot four because of the osteoporosis. And then my father's uh, other wife, she died of ALS uh, in 2019 in Montreal, Canada. She had a procedure, you know, to how shall I say, check out voluntarily. Mm-hmm. And I ended up with a, a thyroid condition in my 20s and it just hit me like last year the three things these are all autoimmune and i just this relates to what you were just saying Mm -hmm. i i think it's all linked to having been living with my father personally he's Mm -hmm. a bit of a narcissist and he's 81 he's a cancer researcher scientist he he was at a high level you know you know that kind of personality traits like Right now, I made a brownies with uh, cacao and sweet potatoes, yes. you know? Yummy. So, and it's like, like you said, like I was exercising all the time and trying to eat well. And no matter what I did, I still ended up with a severe thyroid condition. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. caused by stress. Totally, totally. And like those stressors, like I had um, hypothyroidism manifested in me at 21 
And it was because it was a throat chakra block. So I totally like feel you. Like I had grew up through a lot of different experiences where I felt shut down about expressing myself. I was like kind of the odd one in my neighborhood and like got attacked a lot and bullied a lot. And like everything was kind of like against me outside of my household. And, and that created this suppression energy around my throat. And by the time I was an adult, like, like I just, I did not know how to say no. My, my trauma response was freeze. So anytime anybody like approached me and I didn't know what to do, I just froze. And that was even like came out to sexual trauma in my adult life connected to that childhood thing of like freezing and not knowing how to say no and all these stuff. And by the time I was 21, it was just like, I was, my body was attacking myself so deeply that it turned into this autoimmune thing. And so I did all the health stuff to heal it, but it really healed because I also did the voice stuff. I started to advocate for myself. I started to speak my truth. I had to change my entire friend group because my entire friend group was built around this pain body, this version of myself that wasn't me, this version of myself that let people walk all over me and let people like have like their will was more important than mine. And I would contort myself at any cost, <laughs> you know? Are and, you saying, are you saying that you were bullied? Cause now you're on my page if you were bullied. Yes, I was bullied. And then that, yes. in my adult life, it turned into peer approval and passivity and suppressing my truth to stay in the, the 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 group consciousness okay so now now we're very much on the same page yeah and but so then when i started to push all that away i changed my whole life was super scary because i was like letting go of so many people it actually started to heal and i do not have active hypothyroidism at this time in my life that was like over 10 years ago but i do hear you and those things are all connected and um you're like i'm so glad that you shared that thank you so much for sharing that because it's, it's true. It's like, and it, it can be really frustrating if you think you're doing all of these different things and you're, you're healthy and you're probably, you're even serving and showing up for community. And then these things still form. And that's why I wanted to come here and share today and like bring this awareness to the conscious awakening network um, of this deeper work of the power of somatic healing of the power of really going into the DNA and finding energies where they live at the root. So if this was inspiring to you, there is a link um, to the Inner Realm Work sessions in the chat. You can also find everything connected to me at trinetti.com. If you're I in just, the Colorado area, I'm doing events all the time. Um, I just sent you my email. I got it. I'm copying it now. And um, yeah, you guys, if you contact me through my website, anything, I will always answer it to me directly. I know we're at time. Teresa, do you want to wrap us up? Yeah, so I just want to thank everybody for joining us tonight um, on a um, Conscious Awakening Network on the Cosmic Conversations, and want to thank you, Trinity, for uh, being on with us and actually giving everyone your information. Um, so that if you want to connect with Trinity, she has put it in the chat. Um, but Trinity, for the ones that can't see the chat, do you want to let them know how they can reach out to you? Yes, you can reach out to me at T R E. N E T I dot com, trinetti.com. That will get you right there to me. There's a contact form. There's a link for inner realm work. There's a link to the book that I just published. Everything's right there and a ton of healing music, a ton. I'm also a music composer, producer. That's what I do for work. And I make advanced sound healing music that you can bring into your life and help 
with this type of work, your meditations, you hold space for other people. It's great to bring into that. And um, yeah, that's that's how you connect with me, trinetti.com. That's awesome. And I want to thank Sheila um, also for allowing me to co-host on her show. Um, I'm actually the co-host of the Brother and Sister podcast as well. So Guys, got to check that out. You interview the coolest people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can you can go to um, the Brother and Sister podcast as well and subscribe and like and look at some of our shows on there. Um, I'm just grateful that she gave us this opportunity for Black History Month to bring uh, people on and to discuss different things and different topics uh, that we have and, and just share with everyone. So I'm just very appreciative of Sheila and very thankful for everybody that uh, tuned in with us. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good night. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here. Sending you so much love. Peace and blessings to all of you. Yeah. Thank y'all.